Um, some of you will know Paolo Mancini um, because he's spoken here before. Um, uh, but he's got a particularly interesting thing to say today, which is which I've heard him speak about before, um, which is, as you see, um, the end of liberal journalism because of mass mass media fragmentation. Uh, it's a particular issue, as he will explain, for all of us, perhaps particularly those of us who are newspaper people, but actually for everybody in, uh, in the media. And it's, um, it's a way of, of seeing what's happening now, that actually is happening now, and in the immediate future. Uh, Paolo, is, uh, as some of you will know, uh, uh, has an ex extraordinary reputation within the study of journalism in the media. He teaches at the University of Perugia, and his work with others on um, uh, the, the different journalistic cultures of Europe and beyond Europe has, is, has in the last decade been at the center of debate and controversy uh, within the journalistic world. So he's, um, he's a considerable figure in media, media academy and this is an important addition to his work. So Paolo, please. <coughs> uh, John, thanks for this presentation, uh, but uh, I have to confess that I made a mistake when uh, I accepted to give this seminar, I'm looking at you, <laughs> in particular, <laughs> but because this is a, a work in progress and I, Painter just asked me to, uh, to, 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 give, to, to say something on something that I'm starting to work. So I'm not, I don't feel so sure of, uh, about what I'm, I'll tell you, uh, because as I said, it's something that uh, I started to work. Actually, the other responsible for this paper are John Lloyd and Janice Winter, because both of them, uh, pushed me to write about, uh, about this idea. Uh, the idea is very, in very simple terms is that, is, maybe it is an old idea, that media fragmentation is pushing towards the adoption of models of journalism that openly contradict the, uh, the ideal model of professional journalism that is supposed to be journalism has to be neutral, objective, uh, the traditional idea of liberal journalism. Uh, these ideas of uh, the relationship between mass media fragmentation and uh, the end of liberal journalism actually uh, came to my mind at our seminar in Stockholm and then uh, I, was in, uh, I was invited to a, another seminar organized by, by the Columbia School of Journalism in, uh, in uh, Vienna, That's what, uh, that was the, the middle of October. And there I had the clear ideas that uh, uh, what, uh, what, the, uh, what the, the Columbia uh, report on the reconstruction of American journalism states you know that a year ago, almost a year ago, maybe some, uh, longer than a year ago, the Columbia School of Journalists com uh, asked Michael Shatson and uh, the, I don't remember the other name, Len Downey, Len Downey to put down uh, uh, to a sort of report on the state of American 
journalism that has been then published by Columbia Journalism mm -hmm. Review, and you will find on on the website of Columbia Journalism Review. Uh, the report is reconstruction of American journalism, and what they ask for is the reshaping this new landscape to help ensure that the essential elements of independent, original, and credible news reporting are preserved. So the issue of the Columbia Journalism re the, the report is try to ensure that, as they say, a credible news reporting, independent, neutral, can be confirmed. And the seminar of Vienne was, uh, was all around this idea. Is still possible some sort of neutral, objective, credible news reporting in this new news landscape that essentially internet is completely uh, reshaping. So uh, after the, the, the Stockholm uh, seminar and then the, uh, the, the, the Vienna uh, seminar, I, I start to think about is objective, neutral journalism still possible uh, in this new uh, framework in this new context of the revolution that internet is causing. I must also tell you that uh, this idea of the difficulty of uh, a neutral liberal journalism is contradicting, I must say, what with Dan Allen we wrote in the conclusion of uh, a comparing media system. In that book we noticed that there was a tendency through Europe, all through the 18 Western countries that we observed, and the tendency was uh, towards what we called homogenization. And homogenization, in our meaning, was the victory of uh, the liberal journalism over the more advocacy, more partisan journalism that was spread uh, up to the 80s, up to the 90s in most uh, of the European countries. So we, in, at the end, in the conclusion of comparing media system, we stress there is a tendency, there is a tendency toward homogenization, there is a tendency towards the liberal model. But then uh, we, brought, we finished to write this book at the end, in, at the beginning of 2000, I must say before the, 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 the big developments of the internet. And what I notice here is that probably we were wrong, or we were right looking at that particular moment, but in very few years after the publication of our book, the book came out in 2004, in seven years probably the, the, the landscape has so rapidly changing that that tendency towards the liberal model, towards the more neutral uh, journalism, was opposed to the more advocacy, more partisan press that you could find many countries in Western Europe, well, uh, that tendency uh, is hard to take place. Uh, because the situation, because of the internet, has rapidly, has rapidly changed. So I went back, and I went back to a paper that my friend Anna Hallin uh, wrote in uh, uh, 
1992. The title was The High Modernism of American Journalism. And in 1992, Dan already observed something that it seems to me very important and very true today. Uh, in some way, uh, what Dan was writing in this paper, The High Modernism of American Journalism, a paper that has been published in, uh, actually I don't remember what has been published, uh, I guess that is in, uh, in political communication, but I'm not wrong, I'm not sure. Uh, the idea was that uh, the, the idea, the winning ideal of a neutral model of journalism, at least in the United States, was linked to particular circumstances the particular circumstances of very rich, very rich news organizations able to monopolize the entire media market. There were the three in, in, up to the beginning of the 90s, in the 80s, there were the two, the three major uh, television news, ABC, CBS, and NBC, that altogether were monopolizing, monopolizing the market. There were in each local market monopolistic newspapers. In the very local market in the United States, there were newspapers that were able to reach the, 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 the absolute majority of, of, of the readership. So this prosperity, what, what then writes in 1992, is the prosperity of this organization was closely connected with their universality. Their audience knew no bounds of class, politics, or other social distinctions. So what was the idea of this paper? There was a, 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 the target of American journalism in the 80s, in the 70s, was the mass audience. No boundaries of class, politics, or any other social distinction. Very rich news organization, Able, able to be monopolistic in the whole market. There were also political, political conditions than Hallin writes. The political conditions were the unity, unity, the unifying ideal of America against Soviet Union, the period of Cold War, uh, trust in government, very high in spite of possible uh, political distinctions, some conditions that in the 90s, at the end of the 90s, completely disappeared. The, the end of Cold War, uh, less trust in government, uh, journalism deeply involved with, with political struggle, while in the previous years, in that sort of monopolistic market, journalism was not so much involved with... Uh, uh, so the idea that then stresses is the idea of universality. Journalists were talking to general audience, to what media scholars call, define, the mass audience, without any, any sort of bounds of class politics or any other social distinction. As I said, this is work, uh, this is job I'm starting, so I'm starting reading, and also I went through a paper that a few years ago Ilio Katz, another important media scholar, wrote, and uh, significantly the title is Deliver Us from Segmentation. 
and deliver us from segmentation. What Elio Katz writes in 1996, let me, let me read with you, two main tendencies in the new media market. One, one is towards increasing atomization such that communication will be increasingly tailored to the measure of its individual consumers. People will be able to customize their electronic newspapers. Anything but the middle, middle East, please. They will be able to phone for their movie of their choice and view it alone. Where the tendency is towards globalization and so on. Neither of these tendencies, this is an important phrase, neither of these tendencies matches the requirement of a participatory nation state. Uh, this paper, Deliver Us from Segmentation, is published in the Annals of, uh, of, of, of American Science Foundation. Uh, it's a paper in favor of universalism, again. Against the segmentation, the new tendency towards the segmentation of the media market that was taking place following uh, cuts in the 90s and the 80s. And going back to Benedict Anderson and the idea of imagining the community, uh, cuts place this phrase. Newspapers have been important because they have been able, newspapers, to build the idea of a national state, the idea of imagining the community of a Benedict Anderson, because they have been talking to a universal audience, the universal audience of that particular country. Well, with the segmentation of the market, another time, the idea of universality, of building a unique Country identity is over because segmentation destroys the public sphere, the national public sphere, pushing towards many different segmented public spheres. And this is the risk. This segmentation, this is, will be the end of my speech, will favor the polarization, the political polarization of the society. This is the topic that I would like to share, to share with you, uh, with you uh, to, to, today. Now, uh, because of this, also thanks to Rasmus and uh, David Levy, uh, I start to look at the, uh, the some data. Uh, on uh, uh, the new structure of the media market. This, are, this will be some sort of random evidences. Uh, I, didn't do, I didn't carry on any systematic research, so I, I will share with you some data taken from the United States, some data taken from Italy, some data from, uh, from, uh, from uh, United Kingdom, but no systematic uh, theoretical uh, framework. So what is the situation? In 2011, after Dan Allen in 1992 and Elio Katz in 1996, the idea of fragmentation. Where, where, where we stand with fragmentation after the development of, of internet. As you see, as you know, I mean, up to now there has been a, a big, large, diffuse optimism about the internet. Everybody will be able to be in touch with everybody, all the citizens will have free access to all news, and now uh, we are going back to some sort of uh, uh, internet delusion. Uh, so, internet is not just 
that's favoring democracy. Of course, it's favoring democracy. But also, there are problems with internet and with the fragmentation of audience that internet is causing in, 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 in some way. So, what is the situation today? Uh, these are data that everybody in this room knows, sorry to repeat that. Media market is increasing cloud, crowded. There is a, a decrease in consumption of traditional media and there is an increase in the consumption of new media, something that everybody shares in this room. What is the consequence of this decrease in traditional media and increase in new media? A mass media fragmentation. This is the problem. Mass media fragmentation. And mass media fragmentation uh, causes also audience fragmentation. Let me share with you some data that, uh, uh, just to support my idea, but data that you, uh, everybody in this room knows. This is a table um, taken by, from uh, the uh, World Association of Newspaper WordPress Trends in 2009. What you have this, in uh, blue colors, you have uh, the countries where there is decrease in, uh, in the circulation of dailies, print press. Uh, brown, the countries where circulation is not decreasing or is increasing. So what happens in this map? That all Western democracies, in all Western democracies, the diffusion, the circulation of print press is decreasing. Starting with the United States, but look at the Europe, look at the Australia. I mean, all the liberal, in all, most, almost all liberal democracy the circulation of print press is decreasing, of the traditional print press is decreasing. Uh, pay attention to countries like India, or maybe this must be uh, Libya uh, or Algeria. In other countries, not part of a tradition of well-established liberal democracy, print press is not decreasing. And as in India, you will remember David and Erasmus, the, the, the talk by uh, Daya Tusso, the uh, seminars here, telling us about the, 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 the very optimistic situation of a pre-mass market in, in India. But in other countries also, in Brazil, the circulation of print press is not decreasing. But if we have in mind liberal, traditional, established liberal democracies, Yes, print press circulation is decreasing. But what is decreasing? The, the, the circulation of traditional print press. While if we look at this other map that includes also free dailies, the situation is changing because decreasing and uh, increasing and decreasing. You see that the circulation is decreasing in, uh, this is Norway, uh, Finland, the United Kingdom, but most of Europe is increasing, is decreasing in the United States, is stable in Canada. So if you look at the circulation of paid print press and free print press, the situation is changing. Because in many Western democracies, we, we find that if we put together paid media, paid newspaper, and free newspapers, the circulation is not so bad. But this is 
another indicator of fragmentation. There are the traditional print newspapers, and then there are the new, uh, the new free press. People can decide what to read much more than before. There is a much larger audience than, than before. So if we look at, uh, at paid media and free media, we have a, a, some sort of completely different landscape than if we look just at, uh, at, paid, at, paid, at paid media. And this is another uh, indicator of uh, segmentation. Uh, we know about the internet, and this is the data about the internet, uh, users and uh, percentage for uh, 100 inhabitants. And you see how dramatic the, the increase of internet is from 2000 to 2000, 2010. So that means that many, uh, many more people use, use internet. Uh, even more dramatic is what what it happens with uh, social networks. Data that we know very well, but just let me give you some support to my to my idea. It's not just the internet uh, that is increasing its diffusion, its circulation, but mostly social uh, social websites are increasing and are increasing a lot. This is a, a map taken from one of the last issue of, uh, uh, of, uh, of Time magazine. You remember that a month ago uh, Time magazine decided the man of the year is uh, Zuckerberg, uh, Facebook. What is the situation with Facebook? And this is very, uh, very dramatic from old nothing 2009 to 500 millions up to likely 1 billion users of Facebook in 2012. And we are talking just about Facebook, one of the possible social networks, reaching almost 1 billion, possibly, likely reaching 1 billion users in 2000 in 2012 so what is the situation with this enormous increasing of with opportunities to get news to get information the consequence, as I said, is audience fragmentation. We have, and there is the problem, media outlets addressed to target audiences. In this new situation of an enormous number of sources of information, each of these sources of information tries to look for its own target audience within the large number of users. The traditional idea, this is, uh, 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 I, I'm repeating something that media scholars know from since long time. Uh, the old traditional idea of mass audience 
is being is being under destruction under destruction divided in many different targets target audiences this is the problem the mass audience does not exist anymore there are many different target audiences let me give you some other data uh, these are data taken from uh, a pure research center uh, survey uh, taken uh, last year what you have uh, where do you get most of your news about national and international issues now what you see that of course television that is still the, 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 the most important news provider uh, nevertheless is decreasing newspaper 45 31 decreasing dramatically the, let's put this way radio is stable and this is the internet going from 13% once or where do you get most of the news in 2011 to uh, what is it 41% so there is a shift in where people get their news and of course, this means fragmentation. Internet did not exist, did not exist by itself, and did not exist with the thousands, millions of possible new providers of information that circulate in Internet. So this is the idea of segmentation. Television is not anymore so important as it was in 2011, because there are in 2001 because there are new providers of of uh, of information as i said random evidences i found the data the, this is not very update data uh, as to italy uh, media consumption in italy 2000, uh, 2001 2011 why did i put this data this table even if it is not updated because it's very important what happened with analogic television. 2001, 95%. 2006, 93%. Increase in satellite television, some increase in cable television and in web television. But the traditional analogic television is not anymore so important as it was in, in 2000 and uh, 2011 and one mobile phones radio a newspaper almost but here you have another time uh, to five 59.1 as to 57.5 you have both paid and free newspapers so new free, uh, paid newspapers decreasing but increases uh, free new newspaper so a change in the way in which people consume news where do they get messages of different of different uh, of different uh, nature but then if we go to the blogosphere what is, what happens in the in the more and more important blogosphere virtual community this is the the, 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 how to say, the new world, virtual community, blogs, social networks, 
communities of people who share the same feeling, interests, habits, who are pushing in favor of Milan, Inter, soccer team, fan club. So many different blogosphere is made up by virtual communities. And virtual communities share the same feelings, interests, habits. The question, and I'm close to finish, is, is it possible that journalism is not involved with this dramatic change in the structure of the media market? Is it possible that journalism is not involved with a new structure of the blogosphere, made up essentially not by neutral providers of information, but essentially made up by people who meet themselves on Facebook, but they meet because they share the same interest? Is it possible? as the Columbia report was stressing, to revitalize the neutral, authoritative, independent journalists, while you have a situation of a market that more and more is made up by different, uh, by different communities sharing, feeling, interest, culture, political ideas, ideology. So my point is that fragmentation of audience implies almost inevitably sort of committed journalism that adopts a new selection influenced by those criteria that respond to the interests of community to which each journalist belongs to or refers to, and that assume the shared point of view of the members of the community. So, in a media market that is more and more fragmented, both in, tra in the traditional media market, but also in, uh, in, the, in, in the blogosphere, uh, there are people getting together because they share same feelings, interests. Just a few days ago, I was at uh, Blackwell and uh, uh, I bought the guide to political blogging in the UK. That lists 1,700 political blogs in the UK and then focuses on the top 300. 1,700 political blogs. we were discussing with Beata and other colleagues, Fox News. I mean, let's, let's think a moment for a moment of Fox News. Where the success of Fox News comes from? September 11, very likely, the anti-Islamic nationalist feelings of the United States. Of course, but also the success in terms of audience of Fox News comes from the fact that Fox News has found its target audience. It's made directly, it's broadcast to, I don't remember how many uh, millions of American viewers who share 
nationalistic, conservative feelings. And thanks to this market strategy, Fox News has been able to replace CNN in terms of how important we are. And the Pew Center say that nearly half of Americans, 47%, say, say they think of Fox News as mostly conservative. Clearly, Fox News has chosen its own public, conservative people. It's made a clear market choice made up on political variables. Because when you have a national market, national market can be divided very easily in terms of cultural, ideological, political variables. Not the local market, when you have a monopolistic newspaper or monopolistic news organization. But when you look at the national market, the, the, the most easy, the easiest market strategy is that to look at variables built starting with culture, ideology, politics. Fragmentation of audience pushes towards media and news outlets constructed on the basis of ideologically oriented, politically oriented audiences. What is the problem with this? Uh, first of all, uh, that probably the ideal of uh, a neutral, independent, objective journalism will have less and less room in the new media structure. I don't say that we, it will disappear. But of course, in a very crowded, in a very fragmented media market, there will be media, many new media outlets competing each other and looking for their own target audience. Target audience made up, constructed on the base of ideological, cultural, and political variables. And this will push towards not an independent journalism, but towards a more committed advocacy, partisan journalism. So there will be very probably the traditional idea of a liberal journalism, objective, neutral, but together with a very strong diffusion of a very partisan, very advocacy-oriented journalism, blogosphere, and so on. First consequence. So not just the impossibility, not the impossibility, but the difficulty for the traditional liberal journalism to be dominant as it has been up to now because of a new media structure, of a new media market. The biggest problem is what uh, Elio Katz pointed out uh, with the first slide, that uh, this kind of media segmentation built on cultural, ideological, and political variables can favor social polarization. can divide a country more than unifying a country. 
this is a very different historical period from the one that Benedict Anderson observed almost a century, it was 70 years ago, and I remember exactly. The situation of the media market is completely different. When newspapers were invented, they were, they have been an instrument to unify a country. Same language, same images, share from Glasgow to London, the same images, the same events, unifying the country. But now in the new media structure, made up by many competing news outlets, there is the risk that media don't have anymore the role of getting the nation together, but to divide in many different, in many different parts. Polarization. Because people will watch the television whose ideas already share. I will Google those blogs with whom I already share ideas. So I don't look for new ideas, but I want just to be confirmed in the idea in the ideas that I already have. And this will mean polarization of society. Not favoring those that place in which people can get together even if they disagree, but people will have different sources. And there, there will be a common space is at risk. It's common space where ideas will be shared, will be debated, this is a risk. Because I have, as, as, as cats, nothing but Middle East place. So I will look just at those news that reinforce my feelings. I will conclude with, uh, with uh, data uh, that I already showed in, uh, in Stockholm. And these are data taken uh, from Italy. Uh, what you have here, uh, we put together in these in this figures uh, television consumption and uh, uh, vote in local elections in Italy. Rai, as you know, as you may know, is the public service broadcast. Mediaset is the uh, television network, is the, um, the, tele the Berlusconi television empire. Uh, these data uh, are not new data, but they confirm many surveys conducted before, uh, before, uh, before the 2010 elections, so last year, uh, local elections in Italy. Here that Rai, that even if uh, is under some sort of political control by government, generally by the parliament, is seen as more leftist oriented than Berlusconi channels. And what happens that those who voted for the leftist candidate will, uh, watch public service broadcasting? 
those who voted for the rightist candidate watch Mediaset channel. I think this, uh, this, this chart is very, is very impressive. Polarization. I vote for Berlusconi and I watch Berlusconi channels. I vote for the leftist and I vote for pub and I watch public service broadcasting that is supposed to be more neutral at least. This is polarization. What is missing, for instance, in my country at this moment is a place where people can get together and find a solution independently from the support to Berlusconi or not. And instead, also the way in which Italian citizen, citizens consume television news reinforce this political polarization. I vote for Berlusconi and I will watch just Berlusconi channels. I vote for the leftists and I will watch just the presumably leftist channels. This is the polarization. And what can be missing in a country where there is a strong media fragmentation is, as Dan Allen and Elio Katz said at the beginning, a common place where to meet. And instead, society can, it's re, is at risk. It's at risk to be divided in many different niches that hardly talk each other. Mostly, when this media system take, takes place in a country, like many countries in the world, that the level of involvement of people with common good is low. When there is a strong involvement of people with common good, even if there is fragmentation of media fragmentation, but there is this idea, accepted idea of common good. But when the, the, the idea of common good is not so widespread accepted, the risk is that media fragmentation and some sort of moral advocacy journalism can push towards polarization of a society, making the ruling of a community more difficult than, than before. I'll stop here.